Welcome to Courtney Barrett Radio. I'm Courtney and I'm your spiritual social media and sales coach. I'm a former corporate sales rep turned business mentor and breathwork facilitator, and I am obsessed with helping you master sales and get confident, consistent, and visible on social media. Let's be real. It's not always natural as spiritual coaches to sell in a soulful and successful way, master our money energy, know what to post on social media, and how to step into our power and show up with confidence. But if you're anything like me, I know you want to own your power to create major impact, build your business, and manifest your divine abundance. So consider this your spiritual yet down-to-earth bestie sharing her experiences and tips for you to make your own rules. You're ready for this, babe. Now grab your favorite crystal and journal and keep listening. Hello, babes. How's it going today? Welcome back to another episode of Courtney Barrett Radio. I am super excited about today's episode because I'm bringing you a guest interview with one of my dear friends, Lauren Grace. And if you don't know her already, she is an empowerment queen. She is a mental health advocate. And I just, I love talking to her. She's an amazing friend. And I'm sure once you hear her speak, you'll just feel the passionate energy that she has for all the things that she does. And yeah, I can't wait for you to hear it. But before we jump into today's episode, I am so excited because I have a very special free gift to share with you that is kind of a surprise, but hey, spontaneity is good here and there, and I'm so excited about this. So in case you missed it, starting tomorrow, I am offering you a free three-day challenge in the Facebook group called the Instagram Confidence, Consistency, and Connection Challenge for Spiritual Coaches. And essentially what this is going to entail is three days of live trainings with me at 8 o'clock a.m. Mountain Standard Time, as well as three challenges for you with actionable steps and tips. So I'm really excited about this because confidence, consistency, and connection are three of my main pillars when it comes to social media. And I'm so pumped to bring these trainings to you as well as the actionable steps to show you how you can implement these things into your social media game even more than ever before. And with this as well, if you would love more support, then I definitely have to let you know that this challenge was inspired by my new one-to-one program and also here not only to support you and assist you with these things, but to celebrate the launch of my brand new mentorship. So in case you haven't heard of it yet, oh my gosh, I'm in love with it. And as soon as you hear about it, I guarantee it's going to get you pumped up. So it's called the Spiritual Social Media and Sales School. And it's all about helping you to master sales and get consistent, confident, and visible on your socials. So this is perfect for you if going live on Instagram just makes you totally nervous and you feel like content strategy is something that you just can't really figure out and you love some more support with what to post, how often to post, how to connect it to your offers, all of that good stuff. You know, you want to be showing up in your power and in your truth on social media with the utmost confidence and feeling like you're 
excited to get raw and juicy and to share all of the details that are going to help you connect with your aligned clients and attract them towards you because your messaging and how you're bonding with them over sharing your anecdotes is just something that draws them in and just cannot be missed. And if you're looking for assistance too with sales, you know, increasing your pricing, not getting nervous to tell people how much your programs cost when you get on a sales call and not feeling totally icky and gross posting about your offers daily because that's what I do and that's what I love doing. And it used to freak me out at first. Okay, I thought it was annoying. I thought that I was talking about my programs too much, but that was so not true and I was standing in my own way. So if you can resonate with all of this, if you really want support with this, then you would be the perfect fit for my new one-to-one program, the Spiritual Social Media and Sales School. And babe, I would be so grateful and so honored to support you on your journey. So if you'd love to hear some more details about this program, make sure you send me a message on Instagram or you can head down to the link in the show notes to book your free call with me where we can chat face to face. You can get all of your questions out there and just feel that energy of us together in that connection and see how it's going to support you with achieving all of these things in your business. So let me know if that's something that sounds amazing to you. And I'm so excited to connect with you and to be your coach. So without further ado, Let's get into this amazing interview with Lauren, and I will see you on the other side. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Courtney Barrett Radio. I am so excited because we have another amazing guest here on the podcast, and I just know that she is going to bring a big smile to your face and empower you. So with me, I have Lauren Grace, who is an empowerment coach, and she's also an expecting mama, and she has so many amazing tips for us. So Lauren, thank you for being here, and welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and connect with you again. Yes, me too. And for anyone listening, I met Lauren a few months ago online. I don't even know how, but that just happens in the online space. And as soon as we met, we instantly clicked. So I'm so excited to finally have you on the podcast and have everyone listen in. Totally. I'm so excited. I know I never know how those things and people always ask like on their podcast, how did we meet or how do we connect? I'm like, I have no idea. Just <laughs> the universe happens. just brought the us together. <laughs> aligns people that you need to connect with and it just seems to work. But yeah, yeah. we hit it right away. <laughs> Amazing. And for anyone who has never connected with you before, do you want to share a little bit more about yourself and the work that you're doing? Yeah. So I guess kind of backtracking a little bit, um, I've worked for the last six or seven years now um, in the mental health and addictions profession as a counselor and support worker. Um, So a lot of the training that I did was around mental health and addictions and helping people overcome some of those barriers. Mm -hmm. Um, But within that, I really solely focused on the empowerment piece, which has led me to my own empowerment coaching business that I've started and really taking it from there. It really prepared me with everything I needed to know and the backgrounds people I was going to be working with um, that really twisted the direction I was going to take overall. Um, I just, I always knew working with the clients that I had that I like loved Mm -hmm. them, that I loved helping people get from one place to a different place and seeing that transition. Um, But I wanted the ability to do it on my own terms. Um, I really wanted to be able to see that transition from A to B and Mm -hmm. really get them there. And when you're working in the sector that I was, it's 
nearly impossible a lot of the time to get people that whole way just because Mm -hmm. there is so many challenges and there's so many outside organizations that you're working with. It's not like you have the control to do everything on your own. You kind of have to rely on other organizations to get people the help that they need. You can't Mm -hmm. be a one-stop shop. So um, (laughs) I kind of wanted to become that one-stop shop, I guess, to Mm -hmm. help people see the transition, step into that version of themselves that they desire to be and Mm -hmm. feel empowered and confident doing so. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I love everything you said there because I feel like too, everyone's coming in from a different place and everybody wants something different. And, you know, with you and your zone of genius, helping people from A to B, people's A's and B's probably look really different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, I think when you're dealing with like mental health, it's one thing, but then if Mm -hmm. you're have like a mental health disorder and then you have an addiction, so a concurrent disorder, Mm -hmm. it's obviously a lot different. Um, And a lot of the clients that I work with now, I mean, don't necessarily have those two major barriers. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think mental health, and especially this year, I've realized like mental health is kind of an underlying issue for everybody, um, whether it's like direct or indirect. Um, it, it affects us all. And especially in this pandemic in the year that we've had, um, it's a lot more relevant, um, and a lot more on the surface than it maybe was in years past. So, Mm -hmm. um, I definitely notice that that's a common denominator that comes up, you know, it's a challenge. People just don't know how to balance everything and how to navigate through these uncertain times. So I'm here to kind of try to break the ice and make it a little bit easier by offering the tools and resources and knowledge that I have that has helped me to at least help other people the best that, that I can. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so powerful. And I can definitely resonate a lot with what you said, because myself, I've gone through some mental health things and, you know, going through an eating disorder. And even though now I've been in recovery for quite some time with what's going on in the world and, you know, all these different things that we're facing as a collective, it it brings these things up to the surface, even if we haven't been feeling them as much in, in recent times. So I absolutely adore the work that you do. And I'd love to hear from you too. Like, how did you get on this journey? And I, and I know you touched a little bit on saying that, you know, you noticed that A to B transition in yourself. I'd love to hear, you know, how you got into that and how it's brought you to where you are today. Yeah. So for me, I mean, mental health was always kind of something that I had struggled with from like a young age. I think from when I was about a teenager, probably 15 or 16, Mm -hmm. um, my parents got divorced when I was really young. So I think I had a lot of like underlying stuff that traumas and things that I didn't really address until later on. Mm -hmm. Um, and it came out in like different ways, obviously being like a teenager, um, and in high school, like a lot of it was around rebelling and drinking and partying and that really quickly, you know, mm-hmm. snowballed into the drugs and alcohol and uh, just hanging out with the wrong crowd and kind of trying to use that as an outlet. And I think that that was mm-hmm. an outlet of mine for a really long time was to help cope was through like the drugs and alcohol and the partying. Um, I've always been really social and I've always been very outgoing. Um, but I think that when I was really struggling and I really didn't want to be that outgoing social person, I really needed something to help me like come out of my shell and to maintain that. So people didn't Mm -hmm. think I was weak. People didn't think I was struggling. I didn't want people to look at me and think like she had anything going on. I just wanted to continue Mm -hmm. maintaining that status that I had and being that popular, funny, outgoing girl. Um, and so like drugs and alcohol just really it did it for me, but it also did my mental health in that much quicker. I was already struggling and I already had all these underlying traumas and things from my childhood and from my parents' divorce and growing up and not understanding like my own mind and not 
not feeling in tune at all with like my body and my mind and just being really disconnected from who I was and who I wanted to be and feeling just so internally lost um, that I think, yeah, I just, I really made a mess of the whole situation by taking the drugs and alcohol to the next level and using that as my coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did for a really long time. And until I ended up in the hospital and I had a couple hospital stays. Um, but yeah, it was one hospital stay that I was in my early twenties. And that was the one that was like the pivotal moment where it changed kind of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, because I met with like a nurse when I was there and I really connected with her. Um, and she was the one that kind of encouraged me to like use these negative things that I'd gone through for like positive, like, you know, I was 20 some odd years old in my early twenties. I had a whole lifetime left and Mm -hmm. did I really want to throw it all away and continue to do these self-sabotaging patterns and continue on the path that I was, or was I going to make a change and really like dig deep and do that self like work, that inner work that is so difficult that people don't want to do. Um, but would I be willing to like do that and to try to get somewhere. And so I could actually put an end to like the trauma and the cycling that I was doing so that I could live my full potential and have that like purpose and that power. Cause we all have a purpose. We all have that power within us. And a lot of us just get lost along the way, I think. And Mm -hmm. that's definitely relatable to how I felt for, for many, many years, most of my teen years and into my early twenties until that point. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's so why I was so passionate about working with like mental health and the addictions, um, career, I guess, like Mm -hmm. working with those clients was so personal for me. I mean, I felt almost that I needed to stay in that field for a long time because I felt the need to give back. Like Mm -hmm. there's people that were far worse off in their addiction. I was by no means ever like on the street or without a place to live or without food to eat. Um, and really that's because of my family and friends, but for a lot of the community that I worked with, they don't have family or friends. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think I became that like point person for them. And I felt very responsible for their care and making sure that they were taken care of and provided for, because all it takes is like one person to kind of take a chance on you and to make you feel like Mm -hmm. you still have something to live for. And that nurse was that person for me. And I feel like I really owed it to the people that I was working with to be that person for them. And that's kind of why I wanted to start my own business Mm because I always want to be like that person of support. And I always want to be that person of empowerment. And I always want to be that person that, you know, makes you realize your full potential and the purpose and the power that you still have. Cause even on Mm -hmm. our darkest days, there's still like that light. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is a crazy powerful story. And first of all, before we go any farther, I want to thank you so much for being open and and vulnerable and sharing that with us because I, I mean, I'm in awe of you. I think that your work is amazing. And every time I see you on Instagram, I, I feel inspired and excited and, you know, hearing your full story and where you've come from, it's just, I don't know, it leaves me speechless and, and makes me so happy and so grateful that you're doing this work and, you know, here to be that support for others because, I mean, I, I just don't even know what to say. So thank you. <laughs> I think it's like really important to talk about. And I think that, I mean, looking back, I wish I had been more open to talking about it sooner. There's just mm-hmm. like such a stigma and so much like shame and guilt associated with Mm -hmm. addiction and with mental health and with, you know, that kind of community and the struggling that goes on within it. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, but I think normalizing it and normalizing the stigma around mental health is like so important. I'm obviously yeah. a huge mental health advocate. And so it's just part of like my job and kind of my <laughs> mission now to continue to talk about it and be open. Cause yeah, yeah I mean, it happens to, to everybody and can happen to the best of us. And it happened to me. So mm-hmm. it could be anybody else. And I don't want like my daughter or future kids and generations to grow mm-hmm. up thinking it's something to be shamed of or something that they can't take ownership of. It's mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I know that when it comes to trauma, that trauma acceptance is one of the key parts of your work and what you help with. And I'd be curious to hear, like, what what mindset do you use to approach trauma to, you know, make sure that we're healing, but also not that we are throwing ourselves into something that maybe we aren't ready for and to come from it from a place of love and to make sure that it's something that, you know, doesn't overwhelm us more than it it helps us to really face these things and look them in the eye. Yeah, no, trauma acceptance is like, was one of the hardest, I think, like phases of my inner self work. Um, And still is, I mean, sometimes when I really think (laughs) about it, Um, whenever we go through trauma, I mean, especially when it is something it is like, pivots us through how we navigate through present and then future situations when we end up seeing ourselves cycling back, and we haven't dealt with our trauma. it can be really, really tricky to accept because when people hear acceptance and they hear trauma, they put the two together and they think like, okay, well, if I'm accepting my trauma, I'm, you want me to like say that that's okay. Like I'm in agreement. But Mm -hmm. the one thing that I always teach is acceptance does not mean that you're in agreement. It does not mean that you are saying it's okay. It does not mean that you're agreeing to what someone else did to you Mm -hmm. or the situation you were in or the past trauma that you had to go through or that you suffered through. Mm -hmm. It means that you're accepting that it happened. And if you have a traumatic experience or you have that trauma, you are already recognizing, your mind's already recognizing, your body, your whole self recognizes that you've gone through something. So you've already accepted it technically. Like you're already in that state of being because you've already lived through it. Mm -hmm. So when you work on the acceptance piece, in order to move forward, you have to accept, you're not accepting the bad things. You're not saying, okay, like my morals don't matter. I no longer get to have reserves about this issue. Mm -hmm. I'm agreeing to it and surrendering to it because that's not it. You're in no way surrendering. You're in no way saying that it's okay, that you are opening up to those things happening to you again. Mm -hmm. But in order to move forward, you have to accept that they've happened and they've already happened. So you aren't losing anything by making peace with it. And it's easier said than done. But if like in order to move forward, we have to accept the things that have happened to us. You have to at some point recognize that, okay, this happened. How did it make you feel? How did it alter your life afterwards? What are the things that you allowed to continue to happen as a result of this traumatic experience? But Mm -hmm. then how can you change it moving forward so it's not continuing to repeat? Mm -hmm. It is going to continue to repeat until you can hit that stage of acceptance. Like, you know? So acceptance does not mean agreement. It just means you're accepting that that thing has already happened Mm -hmm. and you're actually essentially taking your power back from it so that it doesn't continue to happen again. Because the thing Mm -hmm. that has the traumatic experience that has that hold on you, it only has the hold on you as long as you let it have a hold on you. Mm -hmm. The second you take your power back and you accept it and you move and you walk away from it, it no longer holds power. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That is, that is a mic drop, mic drop moment. And 
and it makes so much sense too, because if we're busy using our brain space to think about everything that's happened and, and resisting it, it doesn't clear up a lot of room for us to think about what's next. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll keep you stuck in like a very repetitive, not positive state of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you really have to, and it's easier said than done. And for some people it takes years. I know it took me years at first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm accepting those things that <laughs> that made me this like bitter, like self-sabotaging person (laughs) that I was. Um, but the only way that I was able to move on from it and really come into a place of clarity and where now, like, I think a lot of that is how I now own these actions and these really negative spaces that I was so ashamed of and felt guilty about is that I've accepted them. Like I've accepted them for what they, they are, what it is like, it's out of my control. It's already done. I can't change the past. So harboring this negative energy about it, holding this bitterness and then holding on to this state that I might actually be able to make a difference or change it when it's already happened. It's already taken place. Like that's never going to happen. That's unrealistic. And that's just Mm -hmm. holding space, negative space and this bad energy where I'm essentially attracting more of the same. Mm -hmm. So if you want a different result, you have to change that mindset and that state of mind that you're in to allow these different ways of being and these different types of situations to actually be attracted to you instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's powerful. And that reminds me actually of something else I was going to ask you because I know one of the key things that you're really passionate about is helping women to turn their negatives into positives. And sometimes when you're in the thick of something, it's really challenging to see the positive side and say, well, this is terrible. This sucks. Like, how could there be something good about this? And I'd love to hear, you know, any of your best quick tips on where to get started or maybe a really great activity that we can do to begin this journey. Yeah. So again, easier said than done. I think when I, (laughs) when I was in the thick of it, like with my addiction or with my mental health, when it was really suffering, I definitely wasn't like sitting there being like, Oh, this is going to be great. Like later on, (laughs) this is going to be amazing. And I'm going to teach and help so many other people with this experience. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think it, once I kind of focused more on my mindset and the power that my mind actually held, yeah, um, because I think that's kind of so like overlooked and very easily done. So is that people don't realize like the thoughts, the power their thoughts hold and the mindset itself, how powerful and strong it is to actually alter your whole being. Mm -hmm. Um, the way that you live and the way that you are. And, um, I think that journaling has always been a huge one for me, but like scripting things out. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started really scripting about things, when you think about like, okay, so I can't change a situation, mm-hmm. but say like you could say that you could, and you could script out the outcome to actually play out differently that was a huge one for me because I wasn't focused on, okay, this is the situation I'm already in. And so that's it. I knew that it had happened. I've accepted that. But now if I could write about it and I could change it, what would that look like? And I kind of just go pen to paper on there. So I think that that was a huge release for me because it just allowed me to accept, but then also kind of have that perspective. Like if things could have gone differently, how would have I wanted them to play out mm-hmm. um, and kind of play with like that imaginary piece. But a lot of it is about like my mindset for sure. Um, I used to have a very like victim mindset where 
when things happened, it was kind of like, okay, like, what was me? Like, you know, staying a victim made me seem like relevant. Like if I always mm-hmm. had a victim story or something to talk about, that would get me like sympathy that would get me mm-hmm. people's like attention. And that was like, not the kind of attention that ultimately I wanted. I don't think mm-hmm. any of us do. Um, and so it just came from more of like a shifting into a new mindset where I wanted to be like the victor. I wanted to be the person that had a story to tell, but that had done something with their story. And I think that, again, that comes down to like the type of person that you want to be. I think that there's two types of people in the world. There's people that, you know, go through something and they allow it to break them completely. Um, or they just don't have the tools, but if you have the tools in front of you and you have the knowledge and you have the resources and you're able to reach out and connect with other people, why wouldn't you like use your story for good? Like at the end of the day, I truly wholeheartedly believe that even the people that have gone through the shittiest things have the ability to make them a really positive thing. And that Mm -hmm. comes from like the willingness to want to, but also having that openness and wanting to connect and knowing that you're probably not alone. Like any of the stories and the shitty things that I've gone through, I could talk about them and they probably resonate with other people. And it's probably resonating with other people that feel just as alone as I felt at one point in time too. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And, and thank you for sharing that because I'm getting the feeling that someone's going to hear this and take a different perspective on whatever they're going through after this. So thank you. And yeah. it's, it really is so true. And I especially think back to my own mental health journey is that in the moment, it felt like I really just couldn't see past it. And if I knew back then that, you know, one day I could be using my experiences for something different and that I wouldn't stay there forever, I probably would have seen my situation a lot differently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's totally easy. <laughs> I always feel like all right, people, when they first hear me talk, they must be like, okay, like we get it. Like you think it's just easy to do, but no, I'm like, (laughs) seriously, I went through years of like struggling and like thinking that I was going to die, like in a hospital Mm -hmm. or on my own or like taking my own life or something like that's like the extent that I was at and that I struggled. And yeah, I just don't, yeah, I just, those things I never would have talked about because they were just, they seemed like such shameful, guilty things to even talk about and what good can come out of that like what positive experience would ever come out of trying to take your own like life or Mm -hmm. spending two weeks in a hospital or like hitting rock bottom and all these things but I it's again it's all about like your mindset like around those things like there so many people go through situations like this like you hear stories about it on the internet you hear stories about it on the news you hear stories about it through friends and family it's Mm -hmm. just yeah, it's, I don't want to say it's the norm because it's not, but it is so relevant now. And we're living in times where, yeah, there's people struggling for all of these reasons, mental health being one of them. And there's no reason that we just suffer in silence and go through it alone. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think it's also important to know that seeing the positive side of something doesn't mean that everything's going to be solved that day, but it's, you know, putting yourself in that mindset every single day is what compounds over time and gets you to that place. And it doesn't necessarily mean that everything is just fixed and and done overnight. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it's a process for sure. But I think it's also like, it's a choice. Like we all have Mm -hmm. 
the choice when we wake up in the morning, right? Like every morning you wake up and you have the choice, like to get out of bed, to brush your teeth, what clothes you're going to wear. Like I just, I incorporated the choice to have a different mindset when I woke up. Like I was Mm -hmm. at a point where I was going to choose to no longer play the victim. I was going to no longer choose to feel shame associated with the things that I went through. Mm -hmm. I was no longer going to sit silently. Like I was choosing to share these things about myself. I was choosing to make a different impact and Mm -hmm. I was choosing to have a more positive state of mind. And those are all choices. You're not, you know, not just certain people get given those anyone has, that's your birthright. That is literally your right as a human being to choose (laughs) the state of mind that you want to be in each day and the way that you want to pivot your life and the things you want to do and accomplish. And Mm -hmm. I think that just even in our darkest times, if you can find the slightest bit of like confidence or empowerment within you and that little bit of light, like you have to run with it because that's the only way you're going to get back to the other side is by Mm -hmm. finding those little things at pivotal points each day and taking those little steps like to get out. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love to hear like in your own words, like what does empowerment mean to you? And do you have any tips for anyone who's listening that really wants to step into their power, but isn't really sure where to start? Yeah. I mean, for me, empowerment is a state of mind, but it's also a way of being. Mm -hmm. Um, There's days that I feel like shit and I don't want to show up. Um, But I know that that's not going to serve me to sit and like dwell on things and it's not going to serve the people around me. Mm -hmm. It's not going to start like a positive chain reaction that I'm trying to start. Um, And so I just lean into that power that I know is there, even on the days that I don't see it. I know that that is always inside of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is a chain reaction. So if it's even like saying something nice to somebody on the internet or commenting on someone else's post or sharing somebody else's like business, like whatever it is, Mm -hmm. all of these little things, they matter. And those start a chain reaction. And like, that's the type of energy that I'm trying to put out there. I want to uplift other people. I want people to know that they're not alone. I want other people to feel supported and I want everybody to win. That is Mm -hmm. ultimately like how I've always felt. And ultimately I just there's enough room for all of us at the top and empowerment for me is making sure that I'm doing my part to get everybody there. And at least feeling like they know that mm-hmm. there, that opportunity is there for them, that there, that there is room for them. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I just, that's the state of mind that I'll always try to carry even on the days that I don't <laughs> feel like I'm that empowering or that I'm not doing a good enough job or that I'm behind. Again, it's, it's a state of mind and it's a mindset and it's a way of being, and it's stepping into that every, every single day and not having the doubt, fear and doubt used to be two of my best friends and I don't have room for them at my table anymore. So (laughs) they don't serve me well. So I love the way that you defined empowerment. And I think what's so special too, about your perspective is that it doesn't only include yourself. It includes everyone around you and, and, and doing what you can to, to think outside of yourself. And I think that that's something really unique because a lot of times I feel like empowerment is just thinking like, Oh, I'm walking around like a boss babe and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. But thinking about the impact that you have on others is something so special. So thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm a boss too, but there's more to it than that. Yeah. In my <laughs> oh, I love that so much. And do you have any 
empowerment practices or anything you do on days where maybe you don't feel exactly in your power, but like you said, you know that it's there, but are there any like little rituals that you do to get yourself back into that state? Yeah. I mean, for me right now, it looks a little bit different before I used to probably like go and pound out like a really crazy gym workout and listen Mm -hmm. to some pretty like heavy music (laughs) now because I'm like almost five months pregnant. I just want to stay in the bath, but I normally like, I have a handful of podcasts I go to like that anything that is other women that are talking about their stories or their business ventures and with guests and other like basically any female tribe like leaders and empowerment feel good podcast I will listen to that as many times as I need to um and then I'll just write writing for me is just a huge one because I feel like whether I'm scripting whether I'm journaling whether I'm doing gratitude um it just shifts me back into a much clearer headset and just yeah. a much more positive state of mind. Um, and for me, like meditation sometimes too, like um, if I'm feeling really heavy, a, a meditation for sure. And just like burn some essential oils on the diffuser and just like sit there <laughs> and relax for as long as I need to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes I find guided ones. If like, if my mind is really, like oversaturated or like I'm thinking too many thoughts and I'm feeling like it's hard to break out of that pattern. Um, and I'm just feeling kind of like lost or like in a funk. I'll normally go with, um, I like a guided meditation, like someone talking to me. And I just feel like that helps me give someone else's voice to focus on. So I'm like less out of the voices in my own head and back in like a reality, even though like I'm going to planet Zen. (laughs) 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 Oh, I love all of those tips that you have. And I feel like that's the thing too, that sometimes we think it's like one like big, huge secret of, you know, the key to whatever it is that we want, but it's really the simple things that can get us there. So I love that. Yeah. And I'd love to, oh, sorry. (laughs) You don't need to overcomplicate things. Yeah. (laughs) So speaking of which, I'd love to ask you a little bit about mindfulness because I know that's something else that you're really passionate about. And I'd love to hear, like, how can we incorporate it into our lives? Like for anyone who has maybe heard of it, but hasn't done a deep dive yet, if you have any tips to get started. Um, Yeah. So I actually did like a couple mindfulness retreats. And one of the ones that I did was based uh, off a lot of what John Kabat-Zinn talked about and what he Mm -hmm. taught. And he's kind of like the master of mindfulness. He really like find it and put it on the board. Um, and so I studied pretty much like everything that he wrote and taught about mindfulness for the last few years. And that was like the one thing that when I was in the hospital, I was given a book of his. And that's really, I think when it all started for me, because I had a lot of problems like meditating back when I first started like eight or nine years ago, I guess I just couldn't do it. I thought I found it so frustrating. I'm like, I don't know how people think that mind or that meditation (laughs) sorry is is relaxing like it's not I can't even focus on anything it just drove me nuts so and like made me more anxious so I'm like I'm trying to do this anxiety like freeing meditation and it's just like making me go up so for me mindfulness especially like the body scan so you'd like start at the top of your head and you would focus on like the feeling of your head right and then you would focus on like what you can see with your eyes, what you can smell, what you can taste. And you kind of go from like your head to your toes and through all of the sensations through your body. 
Um, and when I was found myself focusing on different things or things that were still like within my vision or within what I knew was there, what was concrete, it didn't seem as like woo woo to me. I mean, now I love meditation. I can do it. No problem. But for me, the mindfulness practice, I found a lot more grounding. And for anyone that really struggles with like anxiety, um, or like their thoughts kind of being all over the place. Like for me, mindfulness was huge, especially with my sleep. Cause I used to have such bad sleeping patterns, especially when I was like coming off of the drugs and alcohol. Um, the mindfulness, especially like body scans and tuning into like my more mindfulness practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a lot easier and mindfulness like is kind of technically meditation. Like it's just a different version of it. Um, but I find it a lot easier. And so for people that are like new to their like kind of awakening in this spiritual side of them and tuning into it, meditation for a lot of like clients anyway, when I first have them firsthand, they're kind of like, oh, like I don't want to meditate or uh-huh. like, I, can't, I can't meditate. But I feel like when it's pitched in a way that is more like mindfulness based, it's just a little bit easier for beginners anyway to kind of tap into But also it's having that like awareness of being present. Sometimes meditation, it's easy to get lost in just the moment and mindfulness. The key is really to practice on being present um, and accepting where you are presently, how you're feeling, what's going through your mind um, and allowing all of these things to really sit and resonate with you um, Mm -hmm. and feel everything that you need to feel. And there's like no shame there. It's just allowing yourself to be wholeheartedly present and experiencing whatever you need to, and then working through it afterwards. So it's, it's really beautiful. It's so powerful. Um, and like, it'll forever be one of my favorite practices. I do it Mm -hmm. numerous times throughout the day. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. And, and thank you for breaking it down like that, because I feel like sometimes when it comes to different spiritual concepts or, you know, like you said, things to do with meditation, they can sound really daunting at first, or like you need to know absolutely everything before you can, you know, do it right in quotes, or, you know, really allow yourself to surrender to the experience. And I just think the way that you simplified it is amazing. So I love that. And I think, you know, whether you're meditating for like five minutes or an hour or many hours, like you can still receive the benefits and, and you can even receive benefits, like you said, from just being in the present, being here right now. And when I was in the thick of what I was going through my mental health journey, I felt like I was always somewhere else, you know, thinking about what was going on in the future or what had happened in the past. And it was very rarely that I could really just sit with myself and be like, okay, well, this is what I'm experiencing right now. And the mindfulness is amazing for that. (laughs) Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whenever you're struggling with like thinking past, if like, you know, something's happened in your life or like a relationship and you're going backwards and you're thinking, okay, what could have I done differently? Or you're trying to play out the future about what you want to happen. (laughs) It's like, again, those things are out of our control. And so being present and learning to just like be in those moments and accepting them for what they are. It's yeah, it's really powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And speaking of which I would love to ask you, you know, how do you balance everything going on in your life? Because Uh, For anyone who doesn't know, Lauren just left her job. She is a coach. She is about to be a mom and she's got a lot of things on her plate. And I know that many of you listening also have a job and a business and and potentially you are also about to be moms or maybe you already are. And I'd love to hear from you, Lauren, any tips that you have for, for juggling everything, but still staying present, still staying mindful and, you know, being proud and 
happy with everything that's going on. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot. <laughs> I think like, when, when we first came, like when we first found out, it was obviously like a little bit of a shock because it wasn't like a planned thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've always wanted to be like parents. And so we're super excited about the experience. It was just yeah. 2020 was a weird year. Obviously, we're dealing with like a pandemic worldwide and things <laughs> normal. Yeah. Um, and I was working. Yeah, I was still working like a full time job. And then I started my coaching business back back in March, like around the time that COVID kind of happened. So it was a lot. It went from like working full time, having like my coaching business online, finding out I was pregnant in August. And then like a month ago, I started doing another business as well, selling makeup, um, just because <laughs> as much as I love like the empowerment piece, um, and I, I'm so passionate about empowerment, women empowerment, but I totally noticed myself like slipping just because there was nowhere to go. There was nothing to do and just feeling kind of blah some days because, you know, you're not getting up, you're not putting makeup on. And then I was like, well, I'm never going to have time to do makeup anymore. So like, what does it matter? Because I'm just going to be a mom and I'm never going to have to look good and I'm never going to get to look <laughs> good again. Um, but this makeup actually is just like so easy. I can do my face in five minutes. It makes me feel better. It's literally five minutes. Who doesn't have an extra five minutes in the morning? And it just makes me feel like that boss bitch. Like it makes me feel the way I talk about feeling, then I see it and I embrace it and I embody it. And that is part of it too, is not just talking about it, but actually like embodying it. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, yeah, balancing it all at first, but like, I'm so glad to be (laughs) off work and not be at my full-time job anymore and just be focusing on like my two businesses and then my pregnancy, because it's a lot, like it's going to be a lot come April when the baby's here, but it's already a lot. Like our mm-hmm. bodies change so much. It's it, like, it's so surreal. It's incredible. It's so powerful every day. Like I've never, you know, you hear about it when your friends get pregnant or family members get pregnant and they're like, Oh, you'll like, you'll only know when you're pregnant and like your body's going <laughs> to change. It's just mind blowing. And you're like, okay, whatever. No, it is. And it's just like (laughs) such an experience. And every day it's like, it's something new or it's like the baby kicking and it's, or like, it's something going on with your body or the way you feel or you're, it's just so much. And I've just been so like kind towards myself because I know I've had friends that have just gotten like so stressed out when they're pregnant and like they just shame themselves and they just feel so down on themselves for like not working out every day or like eating like shit because they're craving all these different things and mm-hmm. you know like not doing their makeup not doing these things and I don't know if it's just because we're in a pandemic and like nothing matters right now but I've just been like allowing myself to feel however like some days I'll get overwhelmed and I'll have like a cry and I'll be super emotional and I don't like hold back and I don't shame myself for doing that and then other days like I feel like going to the gym and I do and other days I don't I just want to soak in the bath or hang out in my pajamas all day and work from bed and I do that and I don't shame myself at all and I don't hold it against myself because I'm growing a human being and everyone deserves to just like feel the way that they want to and to not take it out on other people. (laughs) If your pregnancy looks different than somebody else's, like Mm -hmm. I know there's people on the internet that are quite vocal about how they think everything should go. And I just don't really, 
pay attention to that. Like I don't, I'm not really in any like women pregnancy groups. The only ones that I want to be in are with women that are just trying to like hype each other up and like make people feel good because now more than ever, when you're like carrying another human being and you're dealing with the stress of becoming a parent and entering a whole new territory of motherhood, the last thing I want is to be stressed out about how I'm supposed to do things or what other people have to say about it or how it's going to go or how it's not going to go. I don't want to set up expectations for myself that Mm -hmm. make me doubt the job I'm doing or the experience that I'm having as I'm having it or the way I'm treating my pregnancy. Mm -hmm. I just, everyone is different and people, some things work for some people that don't work for others. And I think everyone should just do what feels right for them. And if that's working until you're like eight months, that's amazing. And kudos (laughs) to you. I had to get off my feet. So I am not doing that. And that's good for me too. And if you're eating sweets every day, like I am also good for me too. If you're not, and you're at the gym every day, that's awesome and amazing. And I think that people just need to like, let people be, there is no like handbook on how everything in life goes. Everyone's life is different. It's unpredictable. And I think you just have to do what feels good for you. And that's why I love coaching and being in this empowerment community too, because I just believe people should get to be and live the lives that they want or have the experiences that they want for what it is and then share with other people, but don't be judgmental if other people like don't agree. Like (laughs) someone might have a completely different opinion and I'd be like, okay, like that's your opinion and you're entitled to it, but I'm not going to shame people or make people feel like shit for doing what they want to do. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, I'm a hype girl. I just want everyone to be happy, (laughs) do what you have to do. And like, get through these times of uncertainty, however you have to, Mm -hmm. um, navigate it. And yeah, that's kind of how I'm balancing things is just by giving myself what I need being super like kind and compassionate. I'm that way to everyone else. But in the past, like four months, I guess I've really like turned that inward onto myself Mm -hmm. and like given myself the compassion, the kindness, like the love, the forgiveness, like all of those things that I give other people, I've internally give them to myself. And I think that that is so important Um, especially with like self-acceptance and just Mm -hmm. coming into like that power of yourself. Like if you can give it to other people, you have to be able to give yourself that same, like you're just as as deserving as everyone else that you give it to. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Incredible. That was amazing. What a way to end this podcast today. And Lauren, I want to thank you so much for being here. This has been such a great conversation and I truly can't even express how excited I am for everyone to hear this because I feel like so much of what we've talked about today has not really been covered on this podcast yet. And it's a conversation that needs to be had and, you know, words that need to be heard. So thank you so much. <laughs> You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited too. I can't wait to hear yeah, it. Of course. And before we go, do you have any last words that you want to share with us? I know that we shared a lot, but if you have anything else to end off, we'd love to hear that. Um, I always have more words, but basically (laughs) just to sum up, um, just like keep being yourself and feeling confident in your skin and just living the life that you want to live, no matter what other people say. I think that's one of the hardest things that we have to do in this life is to accept, but what other people think or feel about you or what you're doing with your life 
it just doesn't matter. It doesn't serve you any good to focus on it. Focus on what makes you feel good, what lights you up, what makes you have purpose to get out of bed every day and like follow with that power because that that is your power is doing those things that are right for you and taking care of yourself. And if you ever need a hype girl, I'm here, <laughs> I'm available. And um, yeah, I would just, I always love to chat with new women and help other women and empower other women. So feel free to find me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and I'm always happy to chat. Perfect. And where can we find you on Instagram and Facebook? Do you want to share a little bit more about your socials or maybe any offers that you have going on at the moment? Oh yeah. So um, on Instagram, my, what is my Instagram? It's underscore right? Underscore. Yeah. We, can, we can link it down below. Yeah. Link it <laughs> down make below. Sure everyone can find you. <laughs> yeah. Make sure everyone can find me. And then I do have a free Facebook group as well too, empowering you. Um, and it's a women's empowerment uh, community on Facebook as well too. Um, I also do have a program launching right now and we start in January. Um, and that is a 10 week program and it's all about stepping into that purpose and your true power. Um, it's actually called purpose and power. And it's a group coaching program, but I do have one-on-one coaching available as well, too. Okay, amazing. Well, we'll make sure to put everything down below so you can be everyone's hype girl and everyone can come hang out. But Lauren, this has been awesome. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much, Courtney. I had so much fun. Me too. And thanks to everyone for listening. I'll talk to you all next time. Thanks for listening and letting me guide you to mastering sales and getting confident, consistent, and visible on your socials. If you love the show, I would be so grateful to hear from you in an iTunes review and be sure to come hang out with me over on Instagram at the court Barrett or join my free Facebook community, the spiritual social media and sales society for even more daily inspo and tips. Now, what are you waiting for? Go out there, live your soul's purpose, and I'll talk to you next time.